0: Well, by the grace of God, we're going to try to finish up what I've been talking about the last little bit, and we've been talking about imitating Christ. And tonight, on the hopefully the, we get through the lesson tonight, uh, this m- lesson I feel like is so important For us as Christians, uh, it's something that we need to um, keep right in the forefront of our mind every day. Uh, Every day we should strive to imitate the Lord. And uh, for those of you that are here tonight, we're going to bless you and give you the handouts on what what I have covered and what we're going to finish up uh with uh tonight i'm gonna ask brother douglas to take these and i think we got enough to cover everybody that's in here tonight and uh I w- i'd like for everybody to go back through uh during your personal study and um, go back through this lesson and read the scriptures and what we've talked about because Uh, It is so important, um, as our main scripture reads in Romans 8 and 28 and 29, uh, that He also predestined us to be conformed to the image of His Son. And we need to strive to do that until when we look in the mirror... The only thing we see is Jesus. We don't see ourselves, but we see Jesus. Now to pick up where we left off, and we don't have a whole lot more to go for tonight, but if you'll, those of you that's got the handouts, go to page number four. Uh, that's the back page uh, on the back one of them, page number four. You'll see the word love. And if you remember, I had a uh, micro board up here, and we had that word love being the center. And that was the most important thing of all that we've got to have the love of Christ within us. Uh, and the Bible says that the love of God, and I'll repeat this, I'll repeat it time and time again de- during the uh, uh, lesson. Uh, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Uh, Pentecostals have a a habit of focusing only on the tongues part of the Holy Ghost but that that 's just um, initial stages uh that is uh initial evidence that it 's come in uh but then there 's fruits of that, that spirit. Uh, if somebody 's really baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, speaking in tongues is just not the main evidence there 's got to be some other fruits showing there also as well uh, and uh, we 've been talking about that and uh, under the uh, heading there of love, uh, we have covered compassion and we have covered uh, forgiveness and we we talked um, uh, talked about that and gave the scriptures on that. We're going to move on to the next one. There, as you can see, mercy or merciful. <coughs> um, I know some people who strive very strong on the outward part of um, uh, living for the Lord and being holy, but they ain't got a thimbleful of mercy about them. Hello, somebody. Uh, And uh, if we're going to put on Christ, if we're going to imitate Christ, we're going to be merciful to people. We're going to extend mercy. And there's one thing about mercy that's just like forgiveness that Jesus said. Can somebody maybe reach out there and guess what that is? What was it that Jesus said about forgiveness that he also said the same thing about mercy? You don't give it, you don't get it. Exactly right, Hallelujah! If you want mercy given to you, you're gonna to have to give mercy. Just like the Bible said, if you want to be forgiven, you got to first forgive. And if you haven't forgiven somebody, you know God ain't gonna forgive you. That's just that plain and simple. Uh, that'd be mighty. That'd be a mighty bad shame. Somebody, uh, somebody, uh, make it to heaven and uh, somebody miss out, and maybe uh, um, who overall maybe lived a better life than uh, the other person, but because they couldn't find it in their heart to forgive somebody, come on now. Amen. We have got to be forgivers. But we're going to talk about mercy now. And uh, if you'll notice on page number 5 in your handout, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7, this is jesus and the beatitudes blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy amen blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy amen um folks we have, if if we got if we got the love of god in us like we we should We ain't we're not gonna want to just when somebody's down, just put your foot on them and push them down further. Amen. When somebody's down, they don't need somebody with their foot trying to take them down. They need somebody extending a hand and trying to help them up. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what Jesus said in the Beatitudes Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Then, in Matthew 9 and 13, notice what Jesus said. Now, I'm picking up right in the middle of something here, as you can tell when we read this verse. Jesus said, But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Jesus said, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. What in the world would the Lord mean by that? I would have mercy and not sacrifice. Well, there's one really good story that happened Uh, in the Gospel of John during the life of Christ that shows what the Lord means by having mercy over sacrifice. John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11, and I'm going to read that and you can follow along. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. How many remembers that story? And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience, at least they had a conscience. Some people don't have a conscience. Being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning from the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those thine accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. This is a perfect example of what we read on what Jesus said a few minutes ago, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Amen. I honestly believe but some things I've seen out of church folks down through the years that there are some people who'd rather see somebody who messes up and backslides and does something wrong, they'd rather see them go to hell and come to the altar and get forgiveness. Hello? Amen. But Jesus is not that way. Jesus says, I want mercy, not sacrifice. Amen. And so, if we are going to imitate Jesus, we should be the same way. We should be merciful to those who need mercy. Because I promise you, there have been times in the past you need it. And if you're going to live long enough, you'll need it again. I'll probably need it before the sun goes down tomorrow. Hallelujah. Especially on these Nashville roads, somebody cutting me off, I'm going to need mercy. And I'm going to pray for that person to cut me off. Give them mercy, Lord, that I don't run over them. (laughs) Hello, somebody glory. <laughs> now, I want to point out some things. These religious leaders, they were not genuine in what they were doing anyway. They didn't care about what the law said. They, didn't, they could give a flip about what Moses had wrote in the law. How do you, how do you know that, Brother Sammy? Well, notice they brought this woman to Jesus. And they said she was caught in the act. Amen. You ever heard the old saying takes two to tango? Where was the man at? Because I can take you back in the law, it's in the book of Leviticus. That talks about this. And in no and it says that whoever is caught in the act of adultery, both male and female shall be stoned. Where was the man at? They weren't very concerned about that, was he? They were trying to catch Jesus in something he said. <coughs> they, uh, uh, that's what the whole thing was about. Now, and then also again... Uh, some people have a hard time showing somebody mercy uh, and uh, and not sacrifice because they they get in their mind the idea that well if you if you let them by with this and without giving them a punishment or something like that and just let them off you know, Scott Freed, and you just just condoning. How many of those Jesus don't condone sin? Notice what he said here. Neither do I condemn you. There's where the mercy comes in. But then also, he did not condone or sin, because he said, go and do what? Sin no more. Hallelujah. I'm giving you mercy right here, uh, sister. Realize the mercy that's been granted to you. Accept that and go out giving thanks to God and don't be found doing this sin no more. Amen. So, that's what uh, it's all about. Now, James chapter 2 and verse 13. (coughs) Notice, Notice this. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Wow. That's what I opened up with. Judgment is going to be without mercy. If you go through this life, even though somebody has messed up, like this woman caught in the act of adultery, yeah, she was guilty, Jesus didn't say she wasn't guilty. He said, "He among you without sin let him be first cast a the stone." They all left, but Jesus showed mercy. Because stop and think about this: He was the only one there that could fill that bill, brother Kyle. He 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 didn't have no sin. All he had to do was pick up the stone and throw. All the rest of them had to leave. But he chose mercy over sacrifice. And folks, that right there is one reason it makes me love God so much. It makes me want to serve him because I know that I don't get what I deserve. I never have. Never have. But because of his mercy... And then when we extend mercy to others who messed up, we got to give that same mercy because if we don't, one day judgment's going to be knocking at our door. Judgment without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. So be careful. Be careful. And also, the next one and the final one, is linked together with this. Coming out of out of love is long suffering. Jesus was and is long suffering toward people. Uh, they were talking about when Jesus was going to return. He hadn't he delayed his coming back then. And uh, uh, the scriptures said that he is long-suffering, that he's not uh, slack, amen, with his promises, but but is long-suffering, that willing that any should perish. So let's talk about that briefly tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1, 2, and 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of, with which you were called. Now, let me let me break this down. Don't get in your mind that he's talking just to preachers or uh, pastors or teachers or some other person that holds some kind of office. But every one of us that's in the body of Christ were called. You're in the church, and the church is those who have been called out. The ecclesia, the called out, called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. So this is talking about all of us, not just somebody who is called to hold a position. I want you to walk worthy of the calling for which you were called. With all lowliness, gentleness, What are we doing here now? We're imitating Christ. Putting on Christ. Imitating Him. Lowliness. (coughs) Gentleness. With long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I'm going to tell you something, church. Keeping unity and peace in the body is more important than you uh running off in a corner somewhere licking your wounds. Hallelujah. Yeah, maybe you have been mistreated. Somebody did something to you. But Lord of mercy, look how they mistreated Jesus. Look how they, they, they what they did to him. Amen. Uh God says he wants us to be long-suffering. Now, I'm, I got two other, I got this same scripture in two other versions. And the first one is the Passion version. Now let's read it again. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy. Remember what I told you a while ago? Holiness is not just an outward thing, it's inward. Matter of fact, true holiness starts inside, and then it will work its way out from there. Hallelujah. So what we're talking about in all this stuff tonight, Imitating Christ, we're talking about holiness. We're talking about true holiness. I plead with you to walk holy in in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling. Hallelujah. Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're pressing toward that goal, pressing toward that mark. Every one of us has been called by God. You've been given a high calling, folks. There's no greater high calling than the call of the body of Christ to be the bride of Christ. Christ. If everybody didn't ask you what the high calling of God in Christ Jesus is, the high calling is to be a part of the bride. To be in the bride. If you're not in the bride, you're not going to go up when he comes back. He's coming back to get his bride, take off on the honeymoon. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue to read this. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate generous and genuine, generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. Mmm. That's what it, what it means up here in Ephesians 4 and 3 when he said long-suffering, barren, with one another in love. Love one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. God does not give you the right to write some write uh, somebody off because they try your patience. He gives you the He gives you what to do. Pray for them. Hallelujah. Kind of like what I saw on a T-shirt one time, Lord, wrap, uh, uh, wrap your arms around me and put, put your hand over my mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> Glory to God. Now, the NET version, New English Translation. I, therefore, the prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live worthily of our calling... With which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness. With patience. Putting up. With one another in love. That's what long suffering and bearing with somebody means in common language. You got to be willing to put up with somebody's issues. Problems. Because you better thank God. He's been putting them with you for a long time. Don't He love you in spite of you? Well, folks, God expects you to love your brother and sister in spite of them at times. Those who try your patience. This is what imitating Christ Is all about. Hallelujah. Everybody say, Help me, Jesus. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) Glory. Uh, and, And thankful, God's got long suffering towards us when we have difficulties in doing some of these things. He puts up with us, He gives us time. We have to grow into it. Amen, as we mature in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together.